Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Podcast One presents House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Bierman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her there. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now, here's your host, Kim Zolciak Bierman. Hi, you guys. Welcome to this week's episode of House of Kim. Thank you guys for tuning in. We have a very special guest with us who's going to be a lot of fun. And she's trying to look at my paper so that she knows what we're going to do. And so now I just caught her and say hi, everyone, to Tracy Bloom. Tracy Bloom is with us today. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Tracy, uh... She said, I have to drink a Coca-Cola for this. I said, well, do it. Let's do it. So anyways, if you guys don't know, which I'm sure you probably do, but Tracy is our chef slash babysitter slash designated driver slash house manager. I could go, I mean, nurse slash bring coffee when I'm in the hospital slash. You know what is really great is that you don't drink Starbucks anymore and you used to have to go up two extra exits to get your coffee on the way here. And it was, and then it would take me 20 minutes past your house and 20 minutes to get back. It was a whole additional 40 minutes drive on my way here. That's Just vacation. to get the one coffee that I love. And then I would get that here I love and you would look from at the one it place. and say, it's wrong. <laughs> and I, I mean, what the hell? Well, that's a true story, you guys. I told you previously, I don't know what podcast it was, but that I just loved my coffee a certain way, extra, extra whipped cream, extra caramel drizzle, and only like two locations in all of Atlanta could do it. So Tracy's talking about the one a couple exits past my house. So anyways, we are so excited to have Tracy here. We are going to play Would You Rather. We are going to be talking about... Tracy's past, which we call it what, baby? We uh, are going to get the backstory of Bloom. Yes, which is really actually exciting. She's really an interesting person, and I just don't know if you guys know this. I'd mentioned this before, but Tracy, I've chased, I chased Tracy around for so long to come work for me. I finally had to act sick to get her here, and we'll get into that in a bit. But anyways, <laughs> she's been here now for over four years. So what else is going on, babe? Oh, school, you guys. Yep. I don't know if you saw my post on Instagram, but I'm struggling. I will be crying my eyes out because my babies, my twins are starting pre-K, Cash is starting first grade, and KJ is starting second. Just please help me with the comments on Instagram because I really am like going to be so sick to my stomach. I just can't believe that Corey and I are not going to have any kids at home. I don't know if that means we should make another while they're gone or if I should enjoy the time. I, I don't know. What do you think, love? Enjoy the time. <laughs> oh, don't act like you're totally opposed to baby number seven. Are you? Not totally, but 
enjoy the time. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah. You're right, baby. You're right. I think our nanny's like most excited, right? Because she's going to have a few hours in the morning to right. herself to get more organized. Mm-hmm. She's so anal. The closets are perfect. Everything's amazing in the house pertaining to the children. So I think she's going to have some time to herself finally after six years of being with us. So. Right. Ariana started school yesterday. She's a junior. We dropped her off. (laughs) Yep. You heard that right. She's a junior and we dropped her off. She doesn't have her license quite yet. Nope. She was a little mischievous thing. So we uh, prolonged her getting her permit and you have to have your permit for one year and one day before you can actually get your license. So she will be getting her license soon. Yep. But we dropped her off and Kane and Kaya came and they were like yelling out the car like, oh, have a great day, Ariana. Like they love Ariana. All the littles love her. Mm. Sad for me because I only have two years with her left and I know that Ariana's going to be like, hey, beep you. I'm out of here. I'm heading to Cali, baby, or I'm heading wherever. I don't know where quite yet, but she's definitely going to be out at 18. Do you yeah. think, Bloom? You think she'll be? Yes. Yeah. I think she'll be out. And also, as a side note, it's uh, the temperature of a casino in here. <laughs> it's a very chilly. We're pumping oxygen, too. You didn't know? I oh, d- don't oh we God. wish we oh, were oh, at the oh, casino? Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you going to do in the mornings when there's when everybody's in school? Well, Make, we'll bake. The twins will come home for uh, lunch. Yeah, yeah, they'll be home for lunch. Uh, it's a half day. Did Cash yeah. come home for lunch yes. last year? Or no, he was full day, right? No, that was kindergarten. He didn't come home last year, the year before he was in pre-K. Only pre-K. I'm not really sure, but it always seems that something ends up happening if it's not picking him up or... Yeah. I'm sure I'll find something to do. Yeah. <laughs> But you'll have them for a couple of days when I get my new boobies. Yeah, rewrite the Beerman menu. Yeah, the I can, I can rewrite the menu. Yeah, let's make ch- let's make peanut butter cookies with like those Hershey Kisses that like you so stick on top. You want to do Christmas in August? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically <laughs> that's what I want to do. Sure. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, you guys, I want to take a minute to talk about Diff Eyewear. What really sold me on Diff is there's a commitment to three things, quality, charity, and style. Who doesn't love those three things? Diff Charitable Eyewear is a disruptive designer eyewear brand focused on doing good, which I love. The founder saw a lack of affordable, high-quality eyewear and set out to change that. Diff offers the same quality eyewear as overpriced luxury brands, but at a fraction of the cost. And honestly, the biggest thing that I love about Diff is that their main focus is doing good in this world. For every pair of sunglasses sold, Diff donates a pair of reading glasses to someone in need around the world through their various charity partners, including Restoring Vision. These sunglasses are cute, stylish, they give back, and there are so many styles for everyone ranging from cat eyes to aviators and everything in between. So you guys need to head over to DiffEyewear.com and use code KIMSY for $25.00. That's huge, $25 off your order and help Diff do good in this world. That's DiffEyewear.com and use code Kimsey. I know some people on my page are like, oh my God, lady, get over it. Like they're going to school. I'm so excited. I just, I love babies. I love my kids being little. I love to live in the past, meaning like I love to reminisce and think about when they were babies and when they were born and oh my God, if I could just go back to them all being six weeks old and they would just stay there. Corey likes them when they're about 14 months and older, but more so. I, yeah, think. I, w- I don't say you live in the past. I say you pull your emotion from the past. You're, you're very good at uh, uh, feeling 
your emotions that you felt from I past like, experiences. So you really, you really do no, like, but I do wish my ki- the kids were all six weeks old, right. including Brielle. Right, yeah. <laughs> you, you really enjoyed that time. <laughs> no, I actually I don't wish that on Brielle and Ariana because I was like just trying to get through the day, so I was super overwhelmed, and I think that's probably why I had four with you, baby, because I a, am obsessed with you, but also I got to really enjoy them, have help with them. I didn't have that before, and I could actually like not stress as much financially as I did with the girls. But I do love babies like i just love babies right so maybe we'll adopt someday yep we'll see anyhow we are going to jump into questions with bloom yep we are we're gonna get into the backstory of bloom how bloom uh came into our life and everybody always wants to know anyway people how how did you get that job like how oh So let's tell let's tell everybody how Bloom became a part of our family. Okay, Bloom, let's think about this. I met Bloom at this steakhouse in Atlanta, a pretty big steakhouse here that she was running. I hadn't had KJ. I think it might have been I wasn't even pregnant with KJ. Well was going to the prom and I think she was going there for dinner maybe, and you and Nikki were there like hiding out in a booth. Was were, that the first time? It might not have. No, been. because we would have had no. KJ. No. We would have had oh. KJ because we oh, we met and got pregnant with no, KJ. No. It, it was probably at the beginning of 2011. Oh, maybe it was you gave Croy a Porsche for his birthday. I did. Yep. Oh, that, yes, that was it. Maybe that was it. I gave Croy a Porsche at your restaurant. I had the valet. What was it? His like 21st birthday. <laughs> Croy, as we've talked about, is eight years younger than me. For Croy's birthday, I bought him a Porsche Panorama. Yep. And we pulled up to this restaurant. We got out. We had a great dinner. And Valet, when we left the restaurant, pulled up this Porsche with a big bow on it. It was so awesome. We had so much fun. I forgot about that, babe. So that's how I met Tracy. And Tracy's kind of this, how would you describe her? I don't want to say arrogant because that's not it. No, I'm like rude. Hey, what's up? Bitches. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of how it is. But she was really fun. And the food was so good. And it was like a home cooked meal. I felt like, what? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. It, was, it was a fine dining meal. It wasn't home cooked. No, I mean, it was. I mean, maybe you felt at home with my cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I definitely enjoyed the whole experience. So I really liked the food. Corey's birthday, September twelfth. We come back for Thanksgiving, and Tracy cooked the food. There was like, what do you serve on a Thanksgiving? Like Turkey, a th- stuff. No, how many day? people do you serve? Oh. Thanksgiving, probably fifteen to eighteen hundred people. Insane. Yeah. The food was amazing, and I was like, "Hey, come work for me." Not, nah, not coming to work for you. And I was like, "Oh, okay, you're cool." Well, so the manager, though, the so we were talking to the manager, like, "This food's so good." He says, "Well, uh, you might actually know the chef because she was on uh, Bravo. She she'd been on the show on Bravo. We'll get into that." And so that was kind of how I really want you to you know meet the chef. And so that's how we originally came face to face with each other was because right she was, was on Top Chef was talking you know so many good things about Tracy she's you know she's just an awesome person great chef and I know you guys might know each other and so that's how we became face to face see that's a prime example of you never know where you're going to end up in life who you meet how you meet them when you meet them and where you end up with right. them you just never know right. this is a prime example of that so we asked her on Thanksgiving we asked she her on Thanksgiving no. she said absolutely not no nope, not, not working happening. for anybody nope not happening don't okay. want to be a personal chef don't want to be a personal chef okay cool bitch still don't want to be a personal (laughs) (laughs) so oh no wait nope skirt we invited her to our oh yes i'm so sorry i did not make it to your wedding that's so rude well well, what happened was is they invited me on a thursday 
at the rehearsal dinner that I was cooking at. I was like, oh, you got to come to my wedding, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, Corey, doesn't she remind me? Doesn't she remind you of my aunt? Like, look, like, what? Do you have a gay aunt? I don't even know. I do. And, I, and then Ariana, she's like 10 years. I love Top Chef. Oh, you should come too. <laughs> and then I was like, uh, I called this hooker that I was dating. I was like, hey, Kim, uh, invite me to her wedding. When? Tomorrow. No, we cannot go. We don't have anything to wear. Our hair's not done. So, I mean, I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't know. You I just didn't, didn't show up. I didn't so show up. Yeah. that was we got married eleven eleven eleven. So that was before Thanksgiving. Actually, she didn't come to the wedding. Fine, yeah. don't come to the wedding. Cool. Yeah. But then I harassed her on Thanksgiving. Yeah, cool, said, bitch. You didn't come to my, my wedding. Wedding. Yep, that's what I said. Thanks a lot. So. Long story short, we would keep in touch kind of on Twitter. I would go to this restaurant a lot. It was kind of by my house. Corey loves steak. As you guys know, I don't. That's the same restaurant that I actually ended up choking on my shrimp. I when Tracy, she wasn't working there anymore. anymore. She was working for me, but I ended up choking on the shrimp. So I've never gone back to the restaurant. I don't need to because Tracy's here. Somehow on Twitter, right? We were tweeting or whatever. And then you, you said, hey, can you come make smoothies? Yeah. Maybe I was trying to get skinny. For the, for the day. And I said, okay, I called all my chef friends that were private chefs. What do you charge for somebody who wants you to come put fruit in a blender? I mean, oh I, I don't know. It, that was just odd. So I came over and made smoothies. She said, can you come back all week and make smoothies? I came back and I made smoothies for five days. And every day I came back and the smoothies from the day before were still in there. I, I don't know. Like, they didn't drink the smoothies. I was just making them. And anyway. Somehow, I remember you making me chili. This was my thing. I oh. somehow got you to make me chili, right? Yeah. And you brought it to me out the pool. Yeah, I know. And, we had and it had that. fresh onions yes. and cheese, yes. and yes. it was divine. You've never made this <laughs> chili the same since. Uh, anyway, yeah, but you know. got me hook, line, and sinker. Every day, and every day she's like, I, you know, you want me to come back to next week? Yes, you want me to come back next week? And then one day, finally, she said, "Stop asking me. You're a private chef." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" Yeah. And then the rest is history, yeah. as you guys can see on "Don't Be Tardy." And now she's part of our family and we're obsessed with her she's a lot of fun so and she's been very helpful because she's the only person i allow to drive the children to and from school i've let brielle a little bit more now but tracy's the only one that's been able to drive anybody around other than Corey and i obviously so she's been a big help okay that's the backstory on how we met now we're four and a half years in we're happy as hell and we're gonna get into the backstory of bloom because i feel like this is such motivation for people and such a cool backstory anyway so let's get into it. So Tracy grew up in foster home and you've totally found success in all aspects of your life. Would you say you've found it? I mean, I, I think, um, you know, people measure success in different ways. Um, and if uh, happiness is a, a way to measure it, I, I'm really happy. Uh, so, yeah, I would say I'm fully successful. I definitely think that success is measured. I, you know, some people think money and some people I definitely think being at peace and happy with what you're doing is like the real key to success. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's measure of success is different. For sure. We all chase different dreams. We all chase different careers or jobs or everything's different for everybody. But I would say you've had great success from my perspective. Right. Yeah, I think I'm super successful of in my, my career, my life, except maybe my love life has been a little weak, but uh, <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> when would you say you were fending for yourself? What age did you? What age did you have to kind of like pull up the bootstraps and say, you know, this it's my? I would say honestly, probably at eight years old. Oh wow! I remember 
I had uh, a lady, she would come pick me up and take me shopping and buy rice aroni and <laughs> um, some other things. And in my closet, in my bedroom, I lived in a, a small uh, 14 by 70 trailer. And in my room, I had a little closet and I had all this food in there, like rice aroni and things that I could make at eight. So that, and I had a sister too. Uh, anyway, I would make her food. And then the, sometimes the church would buy, buy some food because. Well, we didn't have any food. So I would say that's fending for yourself. I mean, I didn't have to buy the food because people gave it to me. But sometimes, uh, and I remember this is the worst, is I would have a lot of canned goods. And I wasn't sure what was in the can because the labels had come off. So sometimes we would either have soup or blueberry pie filling. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so that probably about eight was when I really was like, that's what my dad says eight years old too he took care of him and his sister eight years old is like real young right yeah yeah that's real young that's impressive bloom um so so, did you have a good childhood are you well you know when i tell my childhood which i don't i don't typically you know i'm not like oh let me tell you my life story unless we're in a car trip or something which she uh, is dying to take with Corey, by the way yes it's weird but when i tell the story people are like oh my god or you know like I can't believe it. It's so awful. Or how did you survive? But I mean, I said on the show, I had like eight years or 12 years of therapy, which is kind of true. But uh, a therapist said to me one time, like, because I was all tough, like, oh, it was fine. No big deal. You had to, you had to build a wall. You had to yeah. build. Put, yeah, yeah, put yeah. So even growing up, I was like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. But she said, like, what would you say to that eight year old little girl? If you saw an eight year old little girl having to go through that, how would you feel now? And it put things in perspective for me to say, oh, it's okay to like say, yeah, things were tough. Right. You know, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tracy grew up in New York in case I didn't bring that up. But Tracy grew up in New York. Small town, New York. Very. New York City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Very, very small town, which is crazy because my family is from Springville, New York, Buffalo, Painted Post, Corning, kind of these four little cities. And Tracy, where did you... I grew up in a small town called Shortsville, New York. Shortsville, New York. Very well, close to uh, Rochester and it was right. in the Finger Lakes region. Finger Lakes. Oh, that's so fun. Nobody really talks about that. So I get so excited so when she does. How many kids were in your school? There was 48 kids in my graduating class. Wow. That is small. So it's half the size of mine. It was, well, no, she told me today. Well, was, I guess you were not lying because no, yeah, she loves small. to lie and tell me jokes. I do love to lie. She loves to lie. It's bizarre. Did you, like, so did, how, many, how many different schools did you go to? As you, same school. Same school. Which you is just, kind of amazing. Kindergarten kinda, through 12th grade. Was with, all, through all the foster care, all that same but school. But just kind of had to go from different residences. Yeah. Every, yep. So um, I, I, wow. I lived in a lot of different like houses and it was child protective services was at my house and so not to like get crazy or anything, but things weren't good. So I would go from different homes or whatever. Some family friends took me in at first and, and I was kind of tough. Like I was like, well, I'm going here or there. And they kind of laid the law down. They said, you either stay here or you don't because they had kids in their house and they're like, you can't disrupt our home. So I got real tough, like, well, whatever. And I didn't want anyone to give me anything. And eventually I settled in with uh, two major families. And I would say like, when I go home, that's where I go. When I talk about going home, I don't I don't go to any blood relatives, but I have uh, Fran, who's uh, oh my gosh, my one of my mom's best friends' name was Fran. Oh really? It's probably not the same lady, but actually, you guys met Brandon. Brandon is uh, Fran's husband, and he was your waiter 
at uh, oh, I'm like our assistant Brandon. No, when you went to uh, when you were playing for the Buffalo Bills, you went to visit him and you had dinner. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He waited on you, so he was the the husband of the. Well, I mean, he he was the foster dad, but. You know, the moms were the ones that really right, of course. counted. Yeah. Yeah. That's really special. But she still comes to visit me. I know you had a so, teacher come last weekend. Yeah. You got a friend coming this weekend. Yep. It's getting kind of old because um, <laughs> she's not hanging out, hanging out with us on the weekends. But OK. So you graduated at what? 17, 18? 18. 18. Yeah. Graduated. I became emancipated at 16. Right. So when Why I- did you do that? Yeah. Well, when I was 16, uh, well, the state did too. So I had to show proof of residency that I could afford to pay for my rent. And I rented a basement apartment and uh, it was $100 a month. What did you do for work? Well, I worked before school at a horse track, the Finger Lakes racetrack. Mm -hmm. I worked before school for three hours. And then after school, I watched... What the hell time did you start school? Eight o'clock. Oh, my God. Well, maybe it was more like 5 to 7.30. So like two and a half hours. And and it was close. And then after school, I would wash dishes from like 5 to 10. Jeez Louise. How did you stay on track? You know, what? what? Everyone asks that because I have, you know, drug addicts and drug drug addiction in my family. Right. And uh, I remember at eight years old saying, like, why are we living in a trailer? Why do we not have food? Like, you can go to McDonald's and get two burgers for 29 cents. We could buy them all on Tuesday and we could just have them for the week. Like, it didn't make sense to me. And so I was just. I'm not sure, really, but I just... Well, I think the fear... Tracy and I have a lot of similarities as far as like, you know, my parents told me regarding drugs that if you did anything, you'd die instantly. Like, that's it. Any kind of drug. So I've never done a drug because I'm one of those people. Like, I don't even like to be drunk. Well, Nancy Reagan had a lot to do with that with the D.A.R.E. program. And when we were... Oh, my gosh. You're right. When we were kids and... uh, D.A.R.E. D.A.R.E., you know, uh, scared Oh, my gosh. You're so... Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Cord, you know about oh, Dare? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. It was massive. Yeah. So my brother and I both have never, I mean, you, you just don't do it. And right. I definitely knew that there's addiction in my family right. as well. So I would always, I knew that like at a very young age. So I think it's impressive. But we talk about like, I don't like to be drunk. I'll have a glass of wine. That's it. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you honestly seen me drunk, Tracy, in all these years? Just like that one time. <laughs> well, so, so you graduate high school mm-hmm. and you've got a five in your ass and you're gonna go be a chef yeah no, no actually no. i didn't want to be a chef because i felt like i needed to be a, a cpa i wanted to be the best thing i could so think that of. was your goal out of high school was you wanted to be a cpa yeah so i went to the best school okay. and i had a lot of people help me because i wasn't very uh i didn't have very good grades so my guidance counselor pulled some strings and i got okay. into uh, st john fisher college which is in rochester new york mm-hmm. right. and it's known for either nursing or accounting right yep. and it's a private college too so right. it was very pricey yeah did you pay for that so you got some grants or uh I got some. I got. Uh, I got Scholar- so many scholarships Shit. when I graduated high school. Oh wow! In fact, I had lost a couple friends when I was sixteen. And at small school, they had, we had set up all these scholarship funds, and I actually got a few of those, which was cool. So, like, my friends' parents gave me those scholarships. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but um, I mean, I took out loans. Right. I still have some loans. I think. Okay. Uh, so you took out student loans. Yeah, but then I decided I had, was skipping class to go to Uh-oh. work. This is where you fell. Oh, didn't fall off track. You had to go work. Uh, yeah, I had to go work. Right. So I uh, 
And I had heard about, oh, the Culinary Institute of America, because we didn't have internet or anything like that then. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, that sounds awesome. Do you remember AOL and like Instant Messenger yes, was like the coolest course. thing ever? <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I ended, up, I ended up going to accounting school for two years, and then I went to the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York, and I graduated in 1997. 1997 wow. CIA. Yeah. Good so did you. you ever get a degree in accounting or you just have some... some I edu- did not get a degree in accounting, no. but I do have two years of... Of education. Of with education, accounting. yes. That's great. Healthy hair is honestly so important to me. It makes me feel youthful. I love tossing it around. Baby, I love running my fingers <laughs> through that hair. <laughs> People don't even think I have hair. Could oh you? my gosh, I know. I, I see that all the time. There's so much hair there. It's just... <laughs> It's fabulous. It's amazing. Honestly, wigs are just easier, but Sugar Bear Hair has allowed me to leave my bangs out in the front and blend it with my wig, which I love. Sugar Bear Hair is a bestseller on Amazon with thousands of rave reviews. They taste like sweet, delicious candy with the juice of real berries, but they contain everything you need for stronger, healthier hair. Ask Croy. He's been on them. Yep, I sure have. (laughs) They taste good. They're almost like, I don't know, fruit snacks, like... You love them. I, I'm loving it. It's great. It was. It's hard for me to get Croy to try anything, you guys. Seriously. But it has as much vitamin A as four cups of broccoli, as much vitamin C as a cup of cranberries, and as much vitamin B12 as four organic eggs. You guys, the nutrients in Sugar Bear Hair has fans also realizing that, oh my God, my nails and my skin quality has truly improved over time. Anyways, you guys, Sugar Bear Hair, I'm a huge fan of it. Head over to SugarBearHair.com slash Kim Z for beautiful hair, honestly, and a healthier you. That's SugarBearHair.com slash Kim Z. SugarBearHair.com slash Kim Z. Don't miss out, everyone. You have found success through participating in Top Chef, running some of the most elite restaurants in Atlanta, being yourself and (laughs) a character. Uh, Don't be tardy. You've worked for us for over four years. Like, what is your key to success? That's a great question. Gee, I don't know. I just like, uh, I I just feel like I have like extra endorphins or something like that in my brain. I feel. No, we're not talking about when we're at the casino together (laughs) because we have the same love of the casino. You know what? I'll I'll tell you, I just like, I think I was driven in the restaurant business to be something great. And when I took a job in a big restaurant as a dishwasher, the chefs would all say, oh, good job, Tracy, you're the best. You're awesome. And that, because I had a lack of home or family. That gave me the family structure. So I felt like, you know, I didn't have a mom or a dad telling me good job at school or whatever, but I did at work. So I wanted to be the best. So eventually I just worked my way up and became the executive chef. And that's and know. some of the, the biggest restaurants yeah, here oh, in yes. Georgia and for many, many, many years. Why is Tracy Bloom successful, though? Like you had a, a Is it your mind frame? No, yeah, because yeah, you, well, I, I think mean, you're, you're. You were raised with barely the bare minimums. I mean, like. Yes, but I think I always come to class with the glass half full mm-hmm. and uh it's this perspective so i mean i i certainly am not perfect but i definitely like i'm happy about everything i, I was talking to croy earlier about my car for the longest i, I drove around in this car it had two hundred fifty thousand miles it drove no, me flipping no nuts air conditioning the no air conditioning it's been down. shot at it had like a, a bullet hole bullet hole in it, hole in it. It drove me out of my mind. But I just, I kept driving it because it was still going and I didn't, I don't know why, I I just didn't want to spend the money, but I was fine with it. And I just, I was telling him now, I was like, wow, I've got a brand new car and every day I put the air on and sometimes I turn it off because I don't want to use it all up. (laughs) Oh uh, my. Which is a little weird, but I just love like, I wasn't unhappy in that old car. 
I was still happy because I had a car and I was getting places and I was like, well, this is great. Some people don't even have that. So yeah. I think I think I, it's the attitude of gratitude. Yes, it's, that's what it is. Attitude of gratitude. Yeah. So you would say you had a little knack for finding the positive of the situation. Of every situation. Every life, right? Oh, yeah. And I think that that's probably a, like a defense mechanism. As a kid growing up, and I totally, you didn't have yep. food or you didn't have love or, you you know, like, oh, crap, I got beat up today or right. whatever. Like, right. well, at least I didn't get hit in the face. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Uh, and, you know, yeah. so uh, it was a way to survive. Otherwise, you know, I would have probably ended up a kid on drugs or or who knows what, but I just carry it through now and I'll be like, Oh, like, and people get annoyed too. They'll be like at the hospital having like a big operation. And I'll be like, Hey, you want to chug some orange juice? <laughs> and they'll say like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, good grief. But I like to be happy. I like to smile. I just like to have fun. And I, I like to laugh at myself. You are pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, she definitely is one of the funniest people that I know, but she finally did get a new car and she was one of the people that I said, listen, in relationships and stuff like we need to get a new mattress. This woman would not get a new mattress for nothing. I said, Tracy, you've got to get a new mattress, like in order for the energy to change. So she finally did. She got the new car. Um, I don't know if you saw Don't Be Tardy last year when we redid some of her rooms in her house. Like it's been really fun on this journey with Tracy and kind of because she has the attitude of gratitude, it makes it very easy to give, I feel like, to you for sure. Yes, keep keep that giving coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, well, sometimes so, you do stuff for people and they don't appreciate it, as you know. Well, what's so, really cool, what she said, too, is is so your default mechanism or what you thought was survival was to find the positive in every situation. Some people's default, unfortunately, is like, let's just focus on the negative. Right. But, oh, yeah. but your people default. Get angry, yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. Your default, what you thought was survival, was actually a mechanism that helped you thrive instead of just survive. You thrive because that's what makes people thrive. As you Do you think that not the having the food and you wanted maybe a Salisbury steak or or whatever back in the day is why you're a chef today? Do you think like maybe not having the variety or the option? Uh, I mean, I think that the fact that I got free food at work was uh, definitely a go-to <laughs> kind of job. So I didn't have to spend any money on food and, and it became, you know, when I was very young, like, would you just rip into a piece of steak when you got to work? Like at these big high-end restaurants well, you that you mean, ran? Like when I became a grown adult. Could <laughs> yeah. Buy a steak? Uh, well, they're not going to make you buy a steak, but do you still? I mean, well, no, but I mean, what I mean, she loves a good I, sale, you guys. That's why still. I, I'm making six figures at these high-end restaurants. I could certainly <laughs> afford a steak, but uh, yes, I would rip into them as soon as I got to work because I was like, dang. No, I mean. Um, I wished I had eaten more steak, actually, because now <laughs> I go to the store and I'm like, I'm not paying $30 for some tenderloin. And I could have had it all for free. Uh, That's hysterical. We, she lives in the past a little bit like I do about emotions, I That's guess. Funny. Okay. So, Tracy, have you worked as a personal chef for anybody else besides us? I have not. Never in your life. I uh, mean, not more than one day. I mean, I've done parties and, and little right. events, but I've never... Had like a more like than you're a, never, like not even for a month. You're like oh, I'm gonna try this. Day. I love my friends that are on the side. Like, hey, Bloom, um, do you think you could do my party on Saturday? And Tracy's like, oh, so and so, call, uh, text me. What do you think? Should I do it or not? <laughs> I'm like, well, thank God for her loyalty because those are few and far between. I feel like. Oh no, I mean, so, I just had a job offer for this uh, vegan family of three. Listen to this job, right? 
Vegan. Honey, <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing about this. So when the hell did you? I don't know. I don't. Every time I say something, you're like, I, I don't. I never heard that before. I mean, I can't tell you everything. Oh, Anyhow, frig. It, it was great money. Awesome money. And I was like, okay. It's six days a week, though. And I was like, well, no, thank you. I mean, the money was amazing. And it was only three people. Do you know how many people are in this house? <laughs> it's a lot. It's eight people. There's eight people, and I don't eat meat and pork, and we don't like tomatoes. They and don't eat eggplant. They don't, somebody doesn't want any bones in the house. That's me. <laughs> no pork products. That's me. Uh, it's a lo- there's a lot. So, so so it sounds like you'd say it's 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 pretty easy working for the Beermans, yeah? Oh, maybe I shouldn't have told that story. <laughs> oh, would you, you love the Beermans? Would you say it's hard? What would you say it's like? What would you say it's like working like, for the um, Beermans? I feel like I'm I am blessed to have this job. I think that yeah, I mean I wouldn't just walk out on a Friday night and be like F- this. <laughs> um, have you ever left here and said? Not during a don't be tardy season because no. that gets a little stressful trying to cook and then work and we're all doing all sorts of things. I, I mean, no, I mean, I think if I'm irritated, it's like because Brielle will come in in the middle of me making the kids lunch and say, hey, what do you have? I'm starving. And I'll tell <laughs> oh her God. and she'll say, nope, I want this, this, this. And I'm like, oh, it'll be about like 10 minutes. Never mind. I'll go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I mean, that's irritating, but like go to Chick-fil-A. If it doesn't bother you if I order I mean, pizza, though. No, I, there's many times when the doorbell rings and I answer it because it is one of my many jobs and the pizza guy comes. <laughs> I, if you know me, I love pizza. I eat it at least two times a week and sometimes I just have to have pizza. Yeah, I mean, eat the pizza. I'm getting paid either way. Well, Brandon, our assistant one time when he brought pizza, he put it in a Amazon box <laughs> so that you wouldn't know. That's funny. <laughs> I swear to God. Brandon felt bad for you. Brandon felt terrible. Yeah, he, so he, he went and got an Amazon box and we put said, the... We, it happens twice a week, man. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's, totally. But he was so sweet. That's when I changed my view yeah. of him. That is sweet. Support for House of Kim comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchasing lender. Now, let's talk about buying a home. It can be one of the most important purchases you will ever make. But today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher payments which can turn a great experience into a very anxious one. That's why Quicken Loans created their exclusive power buying process. Let me tell you how it works. They check your income, assets, and credit to give you a verified approval. This gives you the strength of a cash buyer, making your offer more attractive to any seller. Once verified, you qualify for their exclusive rate shield approval. They'll lock your interest rate for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. Then once you've found the one, if rates have gone up, your rate stays the same. But if rates have gone down, you'll get to keep that new lower rate. That's really cool. Either way, you win. It's the kind of thinking you expect from America's largest more Mortgage lender. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com forward slash Kim. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. We'll be right back with House of Kim. Hey, podcast listeners, this is Stevie and Suzanne Hendricks. Woo! We are excited to announce the launch of our new podcast, The Good Life with Stevie and Suzanne, right here on Podcast One. We're here to warm hearts, inspire minds, and captivate you with powerful conversations with people from major celebrities to everyday people who are making an impact. You'll laugh, cry, and take part in a community that will motivate you to live a good life. Check out The Good Life with Stevie and Suzanne starting this July at Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Yay! And don't forget to rate and review us. See you then. Don't, don't, don't be tired for the fight, fight. 
This is House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Beerman. Who is your favorite Beerman and why? Oh, gosh. She turned around. KJ's been sitting up here. All right. Well, I'll tell you. My favorite Beerman is KJ. I've never lied about this. I've never told Cash he was my favorite or Kane he was my favorite. It's not Kim? Oh, God. I didn't even... I I thought you meant by the kids. No, it's not Kim. It's actually KJ. It's KJ. KJ is my buddy. When I'm naked, she doesn't complain. I think KJ's probably the only reason I'm still working here. (laughs) Hold on, Tara. Oh, wait. Did you know that when you were going to be the personal chef of the Beermans that you would see Kim naked all the time? Naked, trying on clothes. No, I just showed her my boobs downstairs and said they look floppy. I can't wait to get them done in the kitchen. She's like, "Oh my god, shut up!" Yeah, uh, no, I <laughs> it's never. It's to be like I, a violation of something. I've seen a lot of boobs in this house. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I just whatever. Moving on, I love KJ. He's right. the best, and uh, he started cooking with me when he he was up at what three? Oh yeah, three, three years old. And yeah. And he was just the best thing. I mean, he's just... What can KJ do for food? Like, oh, what, what do you... KJ is like... Well, he, he's always been able to do a lot of these things. But, like, he's training right now for Master Chef Junior. And every day since he decided, he's been in there waiting for me with his chef coat or chef jacket on. This morning, he was waiting for Tracy at 9.30 with his chef coat on to cook with her. Because KJ now has got it in his mind that he will be doing this Master Chef Junior. Which I guess we should probably call somebody about this show. Yeah. Um, well, he, but yes. I'll tell it'll, you what he can do. He can, he can use it knife now really good in fact like a real knife he had some kids knife for a couple years oh tracy you brought him those cute little yeah. plastic like what are they though they're like just pla- crappy knives like i mean i don't even we would they're like would, tranny knives i think right or yeah. are they yeah. well not even training. No. they're like plastic he could cut watermelon with it but not like anything real so but i knew he those would cool. cut his finger off but you know he, he cuts up herbs i don't know if you saw the other day he was yeah. chopping up parsley yeah. right. and cilantro mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i mean fine and so we taught you know he knows how to rock the knife tracy you have a lot of patience to teach the kids to spend time with the kids you know kaya's got the attention span of her mother so that's a little bit more difficult kj's very focused he enjoys cooking you He's have the so patience Let's of talk a more saint about kj so kj can play a fish <laughs> he can break down a tenderloin a whole tenderloin he's just he's made a lot of different dishes i mean i i can't even tell you like uh, today, he made dessert today he made today. dessert he made these little cherry and cheese danishes like he pitted the cherries and he uh, it was so cool because he got a bottle and he put the cherries in it and he, he held the cherry and we because we didn't have a cherry pitter and he would take a uh, a chopstick and he he put the chopstick through the cherry and the pit would come out into the bottle and uh, it's really cool it was really Very cool inventive. and so you know he was covered in cherry juice but he did it and he doesn't complain and he told me he was bleeding by the way <laughs> yeah and he's funny so you're oh, teaching so him funny. are you teaching him when and, and how to use certain spices and stuff too are you, are you graduated to that yet well we haven't really got to that yet but nope. he knows like you know when you come in safety put your, your cutting board down yep. and you put a napkin underneath it so mm-hmm. it doesn't slide he knew that when he was three years old oh yeah so and he's you know now he can turn the burn on he yep. knows you know and if i ask him right now like what how do you tell a, a a medium steak uh from a medium well steak like and i guarantee you he'll look at his hand and he put his his finger right on his hand because he knows on your what hand, the hell does that do there's different tender spots on your hand and, and and like here it should be a rare because it's it's it pushes down yeah. so when you start to learn the temperatures of steaks you press it so you feel it. your palm and then touch the steak i mean something like that yeah, that's yeah, creepy you know that. that's gross Anyway, whatever. But I love KJ. He's my favorite. (laughs) 
<laughs> we all know that she loves KJ. Kim's jealous. But uh, yeah, well, that's fine. You'll never see my boobs again, but oh that's fine God. until I get them done next month. Uh, we know you love KJ, which I, Cash this morning was also waiting for Tracy and his I mean, I love apron. all the kids. Oh, of course you do. Right. But what's funny about Cash is that like about two hours in, he's like, I'm out of here. I'm done. I mean, Cash is like, he's he's already gone before he gets there. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, he's in, he, I tell him, go in the cupboard and get a paper plate. He's, he comes back 15 minutes later with, with a cookie on yeah. his face. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? KG's like sweating at the stove, peeling um, carrots and potatoes and sauteing It's so true. Stuff. KJ cooked all day. Onions. No, yeah. KJ's cooked all day. So yeah. KJ's a very special little boy. I mean, KJ has spent eight hours on his feet in the kitchen cooking. Like just... And it, he loves it. Yep. Well, she definitely has a connection to Brielle as well. And she loves to cook for Brielle. Hence why Brielle's butt is so... <laughs> large and in charge today <laughs> brielle loves to eat tracy's food tracy loves to feed her but brielle went on a diet today and our trainer gave us this diet i don't know six months ago because we haven't really worked watch out with it lana drop soup. watch it drop soup so brielle's on a mission to lose weight she never eats it and she, tracy she never eats the soup I, I mean i eat it it's pretty tracy was in the kitchen and she's like you know what this diet for brielle really sucks like she's not even eating any food like this is just this makes me sad because well, she doesn't talk to me either because like she'll she she's why do you want to talk to her? You make us the most fattening things ever. Well, like when Brielle's not dieting, she sits at the counter and she and eats yep. meal after meal. Yeah, and you guys funny. laugh and joke. And now she's <laughs> fifteen pounds heavier than she was three months ago because you feed her. She, you guys are laughing. You love it. She loves it. And then well, she's what like, I noticed too is, is two months ago I, I said to Bloom, I said, Bloom, we're gonna do some clean eating for for the next few weeks. We're doing clean eating, all clean, you know, fish, light, everything. And lo and behold. Brielle would come sneaking in, and I'd be like, why is there a piece of fried chicken? Yep. And I'm like... Anything just, for Brielle. Yeah. And so I'm they like, definitely have a connection, Bloom? too. She, says, she, she asked me to get it for her. I mean, what do you want me to well, say? She like, loves those Nashville hot chicken sandwiches. <laughs> like, and she'll eat two of those back-to-back. That is unbelievable! That is not the daughter I know. I love it. I'm like, oh, my God. I just <laughs> if, love it. Now, if you guys know anything about Tracy's backstory... Oh. Every girl that she's ever been with ends up being like 80 to 100 yes. pounds heavier than the day she met him because like she loves to, to feed him. 60 pounds. No, <laughs> don't play. No, maybe 80 meal. pounds. Yeah. You've, we won't mention any names, but you've seen the before and after. Yes. Pictures. Of all of them. Yes. <laughs> she loves to feed him. She said that's her way of like yeah. share, like showing yeah. love. But it's like Bloom's oh, trophy wall. Too. Yeah, no. Yeah, the food, yeah. Look at my big girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're a mess. Okay. 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 You are very active in the animal rescue community how did you get into that and is there a specific rescue that you prefer it, it just varies because i do a lot of rogue rescue and what that means is i kim and croy will tell you like i remember i just see dogs all the time and, oh no she'll be like oh yeah i rescued a pig last yeah. night it well, just walked in front of my car like no it didn't tracy we were uh we went to the lake they rented a lake house and <laughs> i went with them of course and i went to the grocery store and i came back with a dog yeah, <laughs> go I, figure i said hey y'all i got this dog i said i'm gonna put him in the laundry room until i'm done cooking dinner and then i'm gonna go try to find its family i mean i just find them so you're a rogue rescuer i'm a rogue rescue but i I mean you know we got sin from tracy we also because of tracy i wasn't even familiar with rescues because my parents bred like poodles and um shih tzus when i was growing up so i didn't even know like rescues or anything Uh, of this just a button here that's my favorite part about kim is that she has um vocalized she you know bought a couple pocket 
Pomeranians or whatever <laughs> and paid a lot of money, like five grand for these, mm-hmm. these dogs. And, mm-hmm. um, but she, um, she started to ask me questions and she learned about rescue and like, was like, wow. And she has no problem getting on her Instagram and telling people like, Hey guys, like I didn't know this and here's this. Yeah. And I didn't She teaches people, but a lot of people would just be like, Oh, whatever. And, and I oh just, my gosh, yeah. I love that about but, her that she just, she loves Sinatra. More than <laughs> anything you. in the world. I do. And he was in a cage about to be put to slip the next day. Like he, he's lucky to be he's actually just lucky to be alive. This guy over here sleeping up here with us doing he's, the podcast, the podcast on his on his sealy posturpedic bed that Corey has him with a down comforter. And that's not his only bed either. Yep. <laughs> Well, I definitely think you brought awareness to our family. We've rescued puppies and we've taken care of puppies for several weeks. And we see Justine, a girl here in Atlanta. We'll see her Instagram where she has like nine babies that she just rescued. And, and I'm like, Brielle! And Brielle will go to Target with Ariana. They buy all the stuff. They go and rescue like three of the babies. I don't know. I just don't think people are oh, really yes, even Justine aware. Is, her, her handle is Keep Calm and Rescue if you ever want to go check her out. She's a wonderful, wonderful young hottie who has been rescuing animals her whole <laughs> life. and. Huh? I mean, she brought, I met her the day I met Sin, and she brought Sin and his eight brothers and sisters and the mom to my house. I had 10 dogs in one room. (laughs) And just so you guys know, Tracy would talk about these dogs all the time, and she'd have to go home and take care of them, and she would show me pictures, and and I picked out Sin out of all these dogs, and she's like, oh, he's miserable you don't want him i'm like nope actually i want him so i begged her for weeks and weeks to finally bring sinatra over here she wouldn't bring him finally she says okay tomorrow is my i'm gonna bring him because on saturday they go up for adoption i'm like you're up like why would you this whole time not bring the dog and now they're going up for adoption on saturday well she brought the dog on friday I was in love. Didn't really tell Croy too much. He got home from work. And before you know it, Croy and Sin were on the couch asleep. We named him Sinatra because of the blue eyes. So yeah. anyhow. And, and also, too, again, why I like Kim. And Croy, too, so much as she posted him on her Instagram and said uh, where the adoption was taking place the next day. We had people fighting in the parking lot <laughs> over the dogs. They were all adopted in less than an hour. And that was eight dogs. And typically, we might get one Adopted. Oh really? Oh yeah, that was oh wow, that was amazing because people oh, were like, "Oh, we want the brother or the sister of a dog that Kim adopted." I mean, they were lying. I mean, people were fighting, and it helps that he's a super gorgeous dog. And but we feel like as a family that our platform and where we are today is a lot has everything to do with you guys as fans, and so why not give back? I didn't know about rescue, so maybe you don't know about rescuing puppies and or dogs, grown ups, adults, whatever. It literally gets me so upset when I think about all these dogs and where they are at today in Atlanta alone just Atlanta I mean just think about all the dogs that are sitting there that are going to be euthanized if they're not rescued I mean it's horrible right but Tracy and I if we had in Croy Croy would have 50 dogs Croy wants property just to rescue 50 dogs literally 50 dogs Tracy would rescue all of them and live in her house with all of them I don't know what you're talking about. Every time I show her a picture, and I don't do it anymore because <laughs> I noticed hey, you haven't. Look at this dog, and she 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 said, "Bring it here, bring it here." I mean, they fostered dogs. <laughs> I mean, they had like what would you have like four puppies over? I mean, she and they end up kept two of them. Yeah. Like, like they were supposed to foster. That's called a foster fail. fail a foster fail. So yeah. I don't show. I just anymore. feel like the puppies also have taught my children responsibility too. Like when we rescued the little babies that were on their deathbed, we ended up having 
having him go to the hospital the night we got him and get IV fluids and all this stuff to kind of keep him alive. It was horribly sad. But I see my children have such big hearts towards the animals and taking care of them. It's super sweet. So I think it's all, it's positive and it's been positive for our entire family and we'll continue to help and definitely do what we can. We have four at the moment of our own dogs. So how now, many, How many years have you been rescuing? Well, how'd you get into it? Like, well, like, uh, well, you remember that I, I showed you that picture. It was uh, just like you. I would have bought a dog. I didn't know, but I was on my way to a event in a barn, like a wedding, and I'm driving through this town, and there was this little white. Wow, it was a dirty dog, and it was people were honking at it, like get out the way, get out the way, and I was like, oh my god, and I opened up my door, and it crawled in. You know, got in between my feet and it smelled so bad it had maggots coming out of its mouth and I was like Ooh. I pulled into a gas station and I was like hey anybody missing a dog like who's gonna be missing this maggot filled right, dog like right. I mean and I sent a picture to my friend Brooklyn and she was there immediately to pick it up and uh, we took it you know it smelled so bad and we named him uh, Frank Rank Frank right, it was Frank. he was so stinky and so gross and he had blood coming out of his skin oh my god and it was awful I, I have to show you the pictures again because it was amazing but I uh, took him to the vet got somebody to sponsor his vetting because it's very expensive to rescue a dog right that's sick and um he had to have all his teeth removed oh my god um, and he had a skin to, anyway he ends up being this like very fancy poodle and <laughs> all this white curly hair back and we get him a do they have doggy veneers or yes in uh <laughs> he got his doggy veneers but uh anyway just watching that dog go from like the worst right. and they said the maggots actually kept him alive because the maggots right. were eating the bacteria oh yeah. my god but um yeah i just was like oh my god i just was seeing that dog and people trying to like you know, That's get out horrible. Of the way, get out of here. Just it's horrible. And then you F- should see us in Turks and Caicos, you guys. Oh God. Okay, you guys know I'm a huge fan of FabFitFun, and I have been for years. If you don't know what it is, it's a seasonal box with full size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. Men and women love it. Yes, we do. I even took her mug, I think, a couple times in that Ferreo Luno Fufu. Oh, the truth comes out. Okay, well, you guys. <laughs> Their summer editor's box is epic. It has products like a free people eye mask, a train case from Yumi Kim, and that's just the beginning of it. You guys do not want to miss out because they sell out super, super fast, you guys. There's a lot of celebrities that are in on this. Khloe Kardashian, you guys know I love her, Bethany Frankel, Martina McBride, and so forth and so on. Head over to www.babfitfun.com and use code KIM so that you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $30. $39.99. The box is valued at over $200. So that's a huge savings, you guys. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use the code KIM. You guys deserve to treat yourself. What advice would you give to somebody that wants to be a successful chef or is thinking about a chef career? What would be your best advice for them? Find another career. Oh, <laughs> oh you're stupid. I would say, I mean, it's very, it's tough. Man, if you really, really want to do it, then definitely go work with a chef for a year. Before anything. Before even going to school. Yeah, don't go to school. Okay. I would say don't go to school anyway. Oh. Why? Just. I mean, because you don't Would you say that 15 there. years ago? I went to the best school because that was my mindset. I had to right. go do the, I had to go to the best school. Oh, no, so I know you tell me every day. Um, <laughs> I, I don't care, y'all. I went to the CIA. I'm a CIA <laughs> she, graduate. She tells me it's every the day. number one school in the country. Oh, for hell. Um, if you want to go to school, go to school, but work first. And even the CIA will tell you to work in the industry for one year before you can go to school because it's hard. 
I mean, it's not just like, oh, this is so fun. We make cakes all day long. There's people screaming, hey, where's my food? The health inspector comes in. You're like, it's a lot it's of It's not all gravy so, for sure. You yeah. know, uh, and people are like, oh, pff, come on. How long does it take to make a cheeseburger? Well, when you got 55 cheeseburgers ahead of you, right. Right. it takes a minute. But yeah. um, Nobody sees nobody sees the, uh, all they see is the glitz and glam of, of Right. And, players, and TV has you know? kind of glorified that with a lot of the shows. But yeah. I would say go work in the industry for one year what? before you make a decision. That's a good, that's a that's good, a, that's, that's a good good, advice. great advice. Okay, Bloom, we're going to go on to Would You Rather. Yay. <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts of our whole podcast. Would you rather have sex with somebody who has really bad B.O. or really bad breath? Really bad breath. I would have upside down sex. Okay, that sounds Solved good. the problem. Would you rather eat poison ivy or a handful of wasps? I would rather eat poison ivy. Oh, come on. I'm not allergic to poison ivy and I would cook it. You're not allergic? You don't, the oil doesn't make you break out? No. That's, you're telling stories. Not bring some tomorrow. Okay, well, let's not. Would you rather... Well, how about you? What? Oh, Ivy or wasps? Oh, I'm out either one. I'm done. Well, no. you have to. <laughs> you suck at this game. Probably poison ivy and really? drink calamine lotion. I don't know. Oh, oh well, maybe. I don't know. So that's pretty Wasps, pretty I'm good. Would you rather fulfill your biggest wish or resolve your biggest regret? Would you rather well, fulfill biggest your biggest wish? I have yeah, no I think that's already. I don't. I think any, that's a pretty. My biggest go. regret is not fulfilling my wishes. <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> there you go. Would you rather? Ugh, would you rather eat a whole jar of mayonnaise or a whole tub of butter? A whole tub of butter. I knew that was coming. She hates mayonnaise. Hates mayonnaise. How about uh, hot mayonnaise? Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> I'm so disgusted, and I hate hot sour cream, too. Kim herself at the border dip puts a full <laughs> half-inch layer of sour cream in the oven and cooks it. Oh. Okay, if anybody knows what south of the border dip is, it's refried beans with taco seasoning, and then you put sour cream on top, cheddar layer, or Mexican-type yeah. ch- cheddar cheese on top. It'll be in you KJ's layer it. cookbook. So. It'll be in KJ's cookbook. Anyways, so, and so then you basic. eat it. It's yeah. so basic, and I love it, and she's so grossed out by my hot sour cream yep. for your birthday would you rather receive cash or gifts i would much receive oh, okay for my birthday i would rather receive cash so yep. i could take it to the casino yep me too in fact that's one my what about anytime you get my a gift? big birthday that i had and i won't say which one it was they gave me a bunch of cash and i went they said this is for the casino only <laughs> <laughs> would you rather have your flight delayed by eight hours or lose your luggage I would rather lose, lose my, my luggage because you don't even have anything. Yeah, I've got nothing. You think yeah. she's got a hair dryer and a blow dryer and a curler oh, and a? I mean, stuff. I'd rather just sit and like people watch. My maybe stuff get a cool is drink. located in every Walmart in America. So <laughs> not just, mine. I'll get new stuff. I'd rather be delayed. <laughs> would you rather explore space or the ocean? Oh my god, that's a tough one. I'm so afraid of the ocean. I know oh. she's like cool, and I'm like, what? She's like, I got bit by something. Okay, and that, she didn't get bit by I, I thought I had, I stepped on a rock. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, I guess, uh, am I exploring by myself? But probably the space. Oh, my. Really? You would get, yeah. you would go to space. People, no, you well, wouldn't. No, so, you would so not. Here's, so here's the thing, though. People people say space, like, but they say it's like a, it's a, it's a mind-altering experience when you actually see Earth, when you can see it, like, in a window, when it's, like, so small. Like, it literally, like. Don't get Croy started on this space. Bloom. They Come say on. It like it really changes a person's like it like almost there's an effect and I can't think of it, but it like it's like I'm not interested in space. He confuses me when he starts talking about intelligent stuff. But it really it like it your perspective completely like <sighs> we're just gonna explore the ocean together. But that's funny. Okay, would you feel worse if nobody showed up to your wedding or your funeral? My funeral. Funeral. Same. Okay, that's good. 
I feel like we have a lot of similarities. At least one person will be at my wedding, right? I don't care. <laughs> there you go. Would you rather be cold or hot? Well, I'm freezing right now. Um, I would rather be... Too cold or too hot? Too cold. Because yeah. I can always get a blanket. Yes, yep, ditto. Tracy, we're so much alike. Would you rather know when you're going to die or know how you're going to die? I would rather know how I'm going to die because I'm always think I know how I'm going to die. Like every day it's a different way. <laughs> we know. So, so then you could relax, right? And then you yeah, like well, so I all mean, the other things that you think you're going to die. But then from. if your heart starts, if they say a heart attack and your heart starts to oh like God, flit, I, I, flutter, I, you're, I might as well just die at that moment. <laughs> she always calls Corey whenever she feels weird or feels like something's oh, yeah. going on. Or, that bloody nose. I thought, yeah. I, I thought my insides that was, were coming that was, out. That was pretty, that was pretty, that was pretty intense I though. I never had a bloody nose before. And it was no, like, but you guys, it was like, it was intense. It was a very intense bloody nose. And I had to put the phone down and say to Corey, like, this is major, not just your typical bloody nose. I had been sleeping in my room with a humidifier or uh, air purifier. It was, it was all the blade nose that you'd missed for all 50 years in one. What the hell does a humidifier have to do with it? That should help not having a blade nose. I read nose. online because it was the only thing I changed in my life that, that the dryness could have caused the bloody nose. Uh, no, it was, I'm just telling you, it was all the... I heard what all, you said. Yeah. All the blade nose that what you, you said. hadn't I heard, had I heard it. for all 50 years Next question. <laughs> it was pretty major bloody nose, so I definitely felt for... Your, Tracy, Tracy and I like, I mean, my stroke hasn't helped Tracy because she's like, oh my God, wait, do you think something's wrong with my eye? Do you think it's like, wait, what's going on? I feel oh, numb right. in my arm. Yeah, I thought I was having a stroke in Turks and Caicos. Remember, yeah. I was like, uh, I started crying before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why is she crying? I was like, I think I'm dying. I think I'm having a stroke. What, do you, what does a stroke feel like? Like if your arm goes like totally well, like numb or eye, just. My eye was twitching or oh, something. Really weird, and I thought, oh god, is there even a hospital here? Yeah, I mean, we definitely are. I'm always on edge because of obviously my past history over the last you know couple of years with strokes and whatnot, and then it hasn't really helped Tracy, who also is like quite the lunatic with it. There's some similarity between Tracy and I that we are definitely we um, are gamblers. Yeah, we are. We could with our money, not with our health, gamblers. not with our health, only with our money, baby. That's right. Well, thank you, Tracy, for sitting here in this podcast and talking to everybody and being so motivating to others. Oh, you're welcome. And if you'd like to hear more from Chef Tracy Bloom, you could check me out on my own podcast. Just kidding. I don't have one. <laughs> She's <laughs> such a smart ass. Tracy is one of the funniest people that I know, but maybe you will have a podcast someday. Her Instagram handle is Chef Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y, Bloom on yeah, Instagram. Come check me out. There she is. Or swipe right or left or wherever, however that works, right? Find or- me on your local app. Oh, God. All right, Bloom. We love you. Oh. Tracy followed her heart. She followed like kind of what her call was. You know, she went to school to be an accountant for two years and then realized, skirt, this isn't really my passion. What is my passion and why? You know, Tracy didn't grow up with tons of money and this lavish lifestyle. So I think Tracy's a prime example of, you know, you can really achieve anything that you want to achieve. A mind frame really kind of creates that, I feel like, for anybody. Um, You are what you think. I don't know if you guys know this, but when I was like 12 years old, my mom would say like, what do you want to be? What do you want to be? And I was like, I want to be famous. I want to be on TV. I want to have my own TV show by the time I'm 30. 
30. And at some point, a newspaper article I printed in my journal, but I was 29 years old when I started Housewives of Atlanta. And it was the number one show and still is on Bravo. So it was literally like my dream. I literally in my mind created that my mom's like, we're in Connecticut, like we're not going to be doing television, honey, we're not in Los Angeles. But I was so determined to do it. And it happened for me one way or another. And we'll get into that at some other podcast about how it all kind of happened. But it happened for me. And so my mom said, well, in the interim of you, you know, chasing fame, you have to do something. It's like a hairdresser, a nurse, like, what is it? And I said, well, I love to take care of people. So I went to nursing school. But ultimately, I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do when I was 12, 13, 14, and so on. So just like Croy with football. I could have been a lot of different things. I feel like, you know, I could have went to school. I went to school, started out as as a pre-pharmacy major, and then realized that I didn't like pharmacy, and, and I'd taken a class in, in sociology, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting, you know? So I was, I kind of transitioned my path to that, and then I liked psychology, so I took some courses in that, and thought about being an ICE agent. Before I even went to college, I thought about being a Navy SEAL, but then the scholarship happened, and so I said, well, I have a scholarship. College is covered for me, so I, I better try that path first, Like, and then if that doesn't work, then I can go be a Navy SEAL, but I did have a desire, and I'd always had a desire to play football from a very, very, very young age. I just said I was going to be. And the odds were definitely um, not in your favor. You're in Montana, you know, hard in Montana. How many people are in hard in Montana? (laughs) I mean, very small town. So cute. Such a cute little town, but um, very small town and definitely a rarity to come from Montana and play in the NFL. So I'm sure I could have taken another path and I and I would have a roof over my head right now and I'd have food to eat and clothes on my back, but I definitely would not probably be as happy because... Oh man, there's nothing true. like an NFL game, right? Right. At that's, the end of the day, yeah. it is it is like, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I definitely, I feel like Croy should be a coach so that he could live it all over again just because it's a little bit safer, right? Yeah. Okay, you guys, we need to talk about brushing. The truth is that most of us brushing our teeth, we're doing it wrong, not for long enough, and we forget to change our brush on time. That's because most of the brands are focused on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not Quip. So what makes Quip different? For starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of the bulkier brushes, while still packing just the right amount of vibration to help clean your teeth. Croy, you know all about this. I yes, catch you I every morning brushing your teeth. Yes, I do. It's so convenient. It's so easy. It hangs right on my mirror. Pop it off. Put it in. Little P dot of uh, of their toothpaste and, and go to brushing. You know, it gives me pulses when to change sides. It's so easy, so convenient, and so fresh. And back on the mirror it goes. Yep. Anyways, Quip subscription plans are for your health, not just convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule, which is every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Like, hello, that's a no-brainer. You don't even have to think about it. Yeah. It just shows up. And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O-List, named one of Time's Best Inventions, and is the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Quip starts at just $20. And if you go to getquip.com slash Kimsey right now, you will get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash Kimsey, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Kimsey. Happy brushing, everyone. 
So you guys, I think chasing your dreams is very, very important. I think that if you don't chase your dreams, in essence, you live a very unhappy, almost unfulfilled life. I'm reading this book called Hero, and there's so many different things that I picked up. I read a lot of these books just to refresh my mind for my podcast so that I can convey my message and give you examples of my life and refresh my mind so I can refresh you. But a big part of being successful and being ultimately happy is chasing your dreams. You know, my mom was uh, being famous, like we're in Connecticut, it's not going to happen. So I had quote unquote, like Debbie Downer per se saying it wasn't going to happen. But I was like, No, like, I'm going to figure it out. Your parents weren't overly enthused with the NFL. Right. I I would say, well, you limit yourself, you know, Uh, you put a limit to your success if you're not doing something that you're passionate about, or you're not chasing that passion or that dream or that something that gives you that feeling of excitement and wanting to go after it or wanting to get out of bed or wanting to wake up and, 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 it, and you know, I day. think no matter what material things that you acquire along the way, if you don't do the things that make your heart sing, I mean, at the end of the day, you'll feel this always this overwhelming sense of dissatisfaction and regret when you get to the end of your life. Right. And and even through your life, you'll question why you're doing this. And you'll be like, man, I don't want to do this today. And that negative talk is right. is very difficult to get over and very difficult. It's counterproductive to your positive thinking, to your positive requests, and to your positive demands to the universe. So if you're not happy right. going to work, if you're not, you know, if you don't want to be going to work and you're sitting there saying, man, this sucks. Well, it does suck and it's going to continue to suck and it's not going to, you're not, you, you put I a think a prime example, and I wasn't going to get into this real quick, but I will real quick is that Real Housewives of Atlanta. I started Real Housewives of Atlanta, number one franchise, like our second episode in, um, still is number one, um, franchise on Bravo show on Bravo and five seasons in I'm pregnant with cash, 34 weeks pregnant, I believe I'm not, don't quote me on that, but I <laughs> I was definitely, I was very pregnant. I actually had the baby, I think a week after they got home. So I refused to go to Anguilla. You can only get to Anguilla. You fly obviously from here, I think to, um, on a side note, if you could stay pregnant at like 32 weeks for, it'd be awesome. Right. You're, he loves me pregnant. So maybe we're, Oh, baby. Number seven, maybe, (laughs) but you have to stay at 32 weeks. What would have, what the the hell happened after that? Oh, it's just so yummy. Oh my God. Well, what happens at 33, 34, 35, 35? still yummy but then then it's, it's uncomfortable coming. Yeah. i don't want the end to come <laughs> <Yeah>. well anyways <laughs> i refused to go to anguilla um and i just said you know you can only get there from i think you fly from here to saint martin yeah, it's a very difficult trip. and then you either take a boat or a, or a helicopter plane. or plane or whatever yeah, to the island and i'm not trying to have i always have my babies generally around 37 weeks just due to high blood pressure so i refused to go well when i was having this meeting all these girls are sitting at the table i'm kind of at the end of the table they're coming at me like you're not a friend you don't partake in all these activities. I was like, I'm, I'm eight months pregnant, you guys. Like, what the hell? And they just didn't get it. I finally said, you know what? Like, this, I'm miserable. This does not make me happy. I started filming Housewives in April. My pregnancy was beautiful until about May. I started having high blood pressure, contractions. It was very stressful. And I just said, you know what, man? It's me and my baby or this show. And I, I literally, as you guys probably saw, if you watch Housewives, I walked out the door. I was in tears, which you don't see as glass flying and stuff breaking. But um, I walked outside the door. I just took my mic off and I, and I, my husband actually called uh, Andy Cohen and said, I'm she's done 
And, and that was it. So I never knew that I was going to have my own show. I didn't think that offer was ever going to come. And I didn't care because I genuinely was so unhappy and felt so unfulfilled. And like I couldn't communicate with people or be me that I was just depleted. Right. And so I chose my baby at that time over, over anything. And I would always do that. But anyways, so now I here that's I... That's such a cool example too that I don't think people are really necessarily grasp how much stress can alter your life or affect your life. Like it literally, like mm-hmm. when you're under stress, like we all have stress in the days. Like it can kill you. Stress kills. Kids. Oh, 1000%. But it even will affect your day and your life and the longevity of your success. If you're constantly under stress that you shouldn't be under. Listen, you, know, you guys, like, if it doesn't feel right, right. it's not it's like, not, I genuinely mean this it. from the core of my being. I know financially, you look at it like, how could I ever do this, right? You know, how could I leave my current job for X, Y, and Z? Like you, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it may seem like a big risk to follow your dream, but isn't the greatest risk of all is to miss your life? Like what your calling is, what you're supposed to be doing, what makes you genuinely happy. We all are here for a reason. There's not another Kim on this planet, another Croy, another you on this planet, period. You're here for a reason. There's something inside of you that burns so deep. You may think, oh, well, Joe Blow does this and Susie Q does that and and I could never do that. But you can. Like, honestly, there's no words to describe. I took the biggest risk and I, and I financially was in a position that I could, to be honest with you, with housewives. I I could. Corey had signed a big deal and I was in a position where financially I could walk away. I got to be honest, at that time, even then, which was just seven, I guess seven years ago, because cash will be six next week, seven years ago or whatever. I don't know that I would have just walked away being pregnant and, and feeling the way that I felt. But honestly, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Sometimes you have to listen to your gut. When I sat down to do our first podcast, it was the most overwhelming sense of satisfaction and complete joy and happiness. Like I've spent so many years learning this ask, believe, receive motto, how to live my best life, how to be happy, how to, and doesn't mean I don't, like I said, derail, but, um, it was the most overwhelming feeling of like just peace that this is probably the first time that I felt like a hundred percent confident in doing something. My well, show, you know, don't be tardy. I say that, but I, I well, I guess what I mean is like, I was a hundred percent confident right. that we were doing the right thing by doing right. this podcast. Right. And I knew that we would be successful at it. Yeah. It literally was like a big, like somebody came and touched me on my shoulders and it was like, shoo, I could breathe. It was awesome. Right. You listened to your inner voice that gave you that good feeling your internal compass when you pay attention and you listen to the emotions that you receive with whatever you're doing throughout your daily life and you feel those good feelings that your internal compass saying you're on the right path if you feel something bad that compass is telling you you're going the wrong way you're you're doing something you you've shouldn't be got doing. it's going to alter to listen to it it's going to affect the path it's going to hold you back it's going to stop you from getting to where you want to go as quick as you can all those things uh, those feelings. You, you have faith, right? Like we all, you know, we have faith. We believe in a higher power and, and to ev- different religions and different beliefs and, and to each his own. But, you know, you believe. So why would you not trust in that in making your decisions? And a lot of it is ultimately, you know, financial. But you may think like, oh, I have time to follow my dreams. But you don't. Life is short. And do you know that the current life expectancy is only 24,869 days? Did you hear me? 24,000. 869 days while some of us will live more like 68 60 something yeah 68 well some of us will live more days fewer days either way you only have a precious number of days to really live this life so if you I mean you ultimately don't have the time to put off 
your dreams at the end of the day. It's now or never. If you don't do it, you'll keep putting it off and you'll never do it. And the time is now. And then all you're going to have is, is a life of regret when we're 85 years old and saying like, I didn't do this. I wanted a skincare line. I started it with my business partner, Tim. We've been hugely successful because I was, I'm so passionate about skin and it's like, I just, people will say, well, you financially can do it. And you find it. You know what? Honestly, like I, I, you know, you find a way where there's a will, there's a way and nobody knows my finances, our finances where there's a want. And a will. There's a way. If you gotta feel that feeling, like, man, this is. It gives you that tingly feeling, that butterflies in your stomach. You know that that. Well, you make me like, feel that. So man, this is. Then you know you're on the right path. You know, like if you feel like it's this is like oh, this is miserable or. This if is it just, doesn't feel right, right, it's not right. So I get it. Right, you have to finish out what you're doing, or you have to, you know, plan a little bit to, in order to, you know, create your life or create your dream. But you have to do it now. Like twenty four thousand plus days is nothing. It's so scary. It's as scary as only having our children home for 18 summers, you know, ultimately. So I love you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will get into this next week and how you feel stuck or how you feel like you can't chase your dream. And we're going to talk through how you honestly can, because life is way too short. Whether you're listening to me and you're 12 or you're listening to me and you're 80, you can apply this method to the madness and it will all, you'll all come out on top and happy because we're all put here to do something specific. We just let a lot of relationships or unhealthy things sometimes cloud the way. So anyways, yeah. thanks so much, Tracy. We love you. Thanks Thanks so much for being here. And um, we will chat with you guys next week. Don't forget to leave a rating and a review. Took me like an hour, honestly, but I read your (laughs) comments. I love you guys. And we will, we definitely heed your advice. Share share the flame with your family and friends. You know, Kim and I feel like we're kind of lighting the way for some people. So share that flame with people and, and spread the word and, and enjoy the process of, of finding that positivity and creating the life that you want. Cause you can create it right now in this moment. You can start creating whatever it is that you want. You can start right now. What's stopping you. All you got to do is start talking, start talking positive, start thinking positive and it'll all start flowing to you. I mean, it positive. sounds it so right crazy right yeah. and we'll, we'll get into that next yep. week. So, all right. I love you guys. We'll talk oh, soon. Thanks for listening to House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Bierman. Catch new episodes every Wednesday exclusively on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. All right, everyone. Thanks to our sponsors for this week that have helped make House of Kim possible for you guys to listen to. We have FabFitFun. Go to FabFitFun.com and use code KIM for $10 off your first box. Sugar Bear Hair. Go to SugarBearHair.com slash KimZ. Diff Eyewear. Go to DiffEyewear.com and use code KimZ for $25 off your order. Rocket Mortgage. Go to RocketMortgage.com slash Kim to get started now and finally quip. Go to GetQuip.com slash KimZ to get your first refill pack free. Thanks, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 